Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of a Trophy Life podcast. I'm your host, Bob Rathman, and we will continue this week with our series of interviews around our national Naismith winners. And today, we have a chance to speak with the great Dawn Staley of the University of South Carolina, our Women's Coach of the Year. This week's A Trophy Life is brought to you by Warner, number one pro ladder and title sponsor of the Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year Awards. Well, it is a pleasure to have Dawn Staley joining us. She makes history by winning the Warner Ladder Naismith Women's Coach of the Year Award this year. She is the first men's or women's honoree to have won the Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year after previously claiming the Citizen Naismith Trophy for Player of the Year. She won that award twice during her playing days at the University of Virginia back in 1991 and 1992. And what a season it was for the South Carolina Gamecocks. An SEC regular season championship for a fifth time. They were on their way, of course, to a beautiful victory in the SEC tournament. She led her team to a perfect 16-0 conference record, 32-1 overall, and ended the season on a 26-game winning streak. And Dawn was named the 2020 SEC Coach of the Year along the way. So without further ado, time for our guest this week, the head coach at South Carolina and our Warner Ladder Naismith Women's Coach of the Year, Dawn Staley. Well, always a pleasure to catch up with Dawn Staley at South Carolina and a special event for us today as we congratulate her on winning the 2020 Warner Ladder Naismith Women's College Coach of the Year. And Dawn, from all of us here with the Naismith in Atlanta, our congratulations to you. Um, what a fabulous honor, first of all, and to win it now as both a player and a coach, winning the Citizens Player of the Year when you were at Virginia. Wow, this is pretty special. I mean, it is truly special. It was special um, back in 1991 when I got my first Naismith Trophy. And, you know, you don't think lightning strikes twice. Um, and I followed up with it in, in 1992. And then how lucky am I to be able to be the recipient as a coach um, years later. Um, but But certainly this award hits a little differently in that, you know, the name Naismith weighs heavy um, around the, the basketball world, and I am, you know, so incredibly uh, honored. And obviously I would not have been able to do that, you know, without our team, without our coaching staff, without our fans, without just the the support of our administrators. And and you have made that point so eloquently, Donna, uh, about this particular South Carolina team. You're, uh, you know, you stand on the shoulders of so many. Any coach does uh, when they win an award like that. And it really is a staff award, a team award. Uh, your leadership, of course, is uh, has been impeccable. No, to take nothing away from that. But I know that you're so thrilled for those around you uh, that work so hard, and they can get some glory and recognition in this too. Oh, absolutely. You you cannot win an award like this um, ever. I mean, I'm talking when I was uh, in college who I had, inc- I was surrounded by incredible teammates um, who uh, worked as one. And it, you know, I, I know I was the one that was the recipient of the award, but surely uh, they put in the work. You know, they actually lifted me up and put me on this pedestal. And, and 
and I have the type of teammates, and I, I still have those type of teammates, meaning our coaching staff and our our players, because we're we're all teammates when it comes to uh, what we do with our program. And, and surely, you know, I'm probably the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to the amount of work that that went into um, the success of our program uh, this particular year. So, um, kudos to every single one of our our staff members, Lisa, Fred, Jolette, uh, Cynthia, Ari, Freddie, Hudson, I mean, Mary, Diane, Diana, Brad, everybody that is linked to our program really deserves to be credited with uh, winning such such an award. Now, well said. Before we go any farther, uh, Dawn, how are you? How is everyone? Uh, your team, of course, is scattered about. How is everybody doing through this? Um, I mean, we're 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 handling it pretty pretty well, considering what's been happening all around us. I know here in the state of South Carolina, the numbers are increasing, um, but the people on the front line are doing a ter- terrific job. At although it's increasing, we are. We are getting those numbers to where people are are out of harm's way. I think everybody here in South Carolina is doing a great job of hunkering down, just um, making sure that we are exercising, um, social distancing, washing hands, wearing masks and gloves. Um, you know, so hopefully we're we're, we're seeing the um, the worst days are are over. You know, I pray that that is uh, that is the case, um, and, and and worldwide. Amen to that. Um, and I wanted to ask you about the Olympics because, as your our national team coach, of course, we all know that they've been postponed until next summer. But I heard a story about you in Rio that you caught something down there that gave you some health concerns. So I know this had to really hit home for you. Um. It, it 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 really did, and fortunately for for me, um, in December I had a turn for the for the better in that um, I I actually got off some medication that that um, it, it it decreases the the my immune system. It puts me at a place where mm. um, if I would have still been taking that medicine, it would have jeopardized. Um, it would increase my chances of of, of COVID nineteen impacting me in a in a personal way um, if I didn't hunker down or you know sometimes you just don't know you know who's carrying it if it's in your house or or anything but I'm very very fortunate that um, I was able to get off that medication I I've been in contact with uh, my doctor at the Cleveland Clinic who 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 told me that he was a like, good thing you were off this medicine because you you would have been um someone that was a high risk. So I'm 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 thanking God every day that, you know, he actually ended it in a time in which I wouldn't be a high risk. Boy, that is uh that's scary, but good. Because I know you are you're hunkered down at home and, and uh thank goodness that everything has turned out okay. Has have you been doing like most uh, Don with your team having these Zoom calls or Skype calls to stay in touch and and uh, keeping everybody together? Yes, I mean this has been. Uh, I mean this is you know we don't want what's happening out in the world 
Um, but it also puts things in perspective. We get back um, to the more simpler things in life, actually communicating, you know, communicating where you see, you, you're able to see someone, not picking up the phone or, and text messaging. You know, Zoom has allowed us to, to look at our players' faces and see uh, that they're happy, although they want to be back here at school, but they're they're in a happy place. You know, my, you know, we do this every week. We had a Zoom call actually today. Um, just it was a fun Zoom call. Usually they, you know, they are more in depth about what's happening with them and you know and instilling championship behavior uh, with our team. But today was kind of fun. We just did like somewhat of a musical um, Zoom call where we split two teams. Our, our team up in two teams, and they just had to create a beat and lyrics to to a song. So it, it's also an opportunity for us to let our hair down and and kind of be young again and 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 balance things out because you know everything isn't serious all the time. So it's been it's been great to get our get to know our players in this way and to see how creative we can be each and every week. Because we put a, actually a committee together to to go over what the theme of our calls are going to be each week. So, it's although we're we're operating out of our own homes, we are operating as a as a unit. That's outstanding. Um, time has passed. Um, you know, Ty and Kiki have moved on. We'll talk about them in the WNBA draft, but. This will always go down, Dawn, as a year that what might have been. Um, clearly, your club was the number one team in the nation. Uh, you proved through the games that you did play that you were worthy of, of being recognized as a championship ball club. And everybody, I mean, it's just such a shock to our systems um, that the tournament was not played. And, and it's all just sort of hanging out there. And to have a special group like this together that was poised to make a championship run um, still is, even though time's passed and you kind of, everybody's moving on with their lives, but boy, what might have been, does that still kind of tug at you a little bit? Um, I mean, not really. I mean, at, at some point you're going to, you're, you're going to have to move on. Here's, here's what I will rest my laurels on is that the season ended, um, abruptly. Um, but when your season ends, I, I, Rest assured, knowing that we played our best basketball all year long, we had one bleep in the, you know, in our in our season, and we learned from it and we moved on. And you know, we all talk about um, if the bottom ever had fallen out, uh, where would we be? And the bottom fell out on on college basketball, and we we're left standing being the number one team in the country. So I can I can assure you that I'm proud of that, you know, knowing that we didn't wait until the tournament to play our best basketball. We were doing it each and every day. Um, so when we look back on um, 20, 2019-2020 season, um, I can only think of it as being a success. And if we couldn't win a national championship, the second best thing is being the number one team in the country, and, I, and we're super proud of that. 
Well, you end the season with 26 straight wins. I think that pretty much seals the deal, no doubt about it. Uh, the WNBA draft was held. Um, I know the GMs and the coaches were burning up your phone uh, talking about your two players that got drafted. Uh, talk a little bit because Kiki uh, Herbert Harrington, I mean, she really did shoot up the draft board uh, since the, the uh, middle of March. You know, her, her stock rose so incredibly. Um, and everybody, everybody really knew the type of player um, Kiki was. It's just sometimes you got to play it consistently, and she did an excellent job at consistently playing her best basketball as the season progressed. And then, you know, what we know now as the last tournament of her career, um, which was the SEC tournament, um, she was named SEC tournament um, MVP, which is, you know, quite incredible um, considering our, our team was loaded. But, you know, when the stakes were at its highest, Kiki played her best basketball. And and if she left a, on that type of note, um, it only left the, the GMs and the, and the WNBA coaches um, thinking, um, if we don't pick up Kiki, we may miss a steal in the draft. And I, I do believe that she's a steal in the draft because her upside um, is incredibly high. She hasn't even reached. She hasn't. This is the tip of the iceberg uh, for for Kiki, um, and I'm I'm super proud that I got a chance to coach her for four years, and and I'm 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 also happy that she gets to be coached by one of my one of my good friends and colleagues, mm-hmm. and one who coached me, Cheryl Reef, who um, I know will will part way with so much knowledge for Kiki to to grow because. You know, if, if anybody knows Cheryl Reeve, she is the most competitive um, person that I've, besides Therese, been around. And I know she's going to pour in the Kiki, so everybody will be looking at that pick as being one that, you know, she saw the best in Kiki when she wasn't actually um, at an age where you play your best basketball, which is, you know, which is probably five, six, seven years from down the line. Right. That was the number six pick to Minnesota. Number seven, uh, her teammate, uh, Ty Harris, another senior who you had the pleasure of coaching, uh, your your point guard, uh, your coach on the floor. She goes number seven to Dallas. Talk about Ty. Um, Ty, I mean, our general, um, our general. Here's, you know, here's what I, here's what I like about that particular um, pick. You know, obviously, I thought she would go a little bit higher, um, but when it's when it's the WNBA draft, it's about where you go, not necessarily how high you go in the in being a draft pick, but where you end up. Um, Ty is going to Dallas, where she has, you know, as of today, one other Gamecock teammate, um, and Alicia Gray, who will help Ty. Um, matriculate to the to the next level. Um, she's got a coach in, in Brian Agler who is is known for his defense, and she he did reach out to me on draft day, um, and I just told him that I know you like all the things that Ty brings to the table from an offensive standpoint. I said she can play some defense, um, and he said he knew because he's been watching her since um, he's been watching her since she was a freshman. So you know it's it's incredibly gratifying to be 
a dream merchant and, and, and see the looks on their faces, the smiles. Um, their families were incredibly happy because a year ago they, they doubted themselves. They doubted whether or not they were going to be in the WNBA draft and be drafted and go as high as being a lottery pick. So, you know, when when they trust the process and when they're disciplined in their in their craft, these are the type of things that happen for them, and I'm I'm super proud and happy for them. As you should be. The talk of basketball, Don, of course, is the uh, the Last Dance documentary that's airing on ESPN. And as we record this, the uh, first four of ten episodes have been shown. And I wanted to get your take on it because you were at Virginia as a player as MJ was rising to prominence. And this time frame that they're showing right now uh, was that breakthrough against the Pistons uh, right when you were in school. So now that you look at it, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your impressions of what you're seeing of Jordan today versus what you saw when you were at the University of Virginia. Uh, I mean... Michael Jordan, you know, it, it is not debatable. He is the greatest of all time. Um, and, and what I like about Mike is he was he was incredibly confident, but he backed his confidence up because of the work that he put in. I, I've never seen anybody as mentally tough as Michael Jordan, and you. When you're when you're living it as we as we lived his legacy, and now we get a chance to reflect on it um, as it's being played today, um, I'm I'm still impressed with what he was able to accomplish mentally because mentally set up everything that he did physically. His mm. mental strength was ten times as strong as his physical capability, his athletic capability, um, and his ability just to to be on, like, every single day. Like, he was on. That takes mental strength. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's incredible to watch. And if you really can't relate, then you need to go take some really some uh, some mental Strengthening test um, because that that was the biggest separator. That's what I take um, from it uh, twenty years ago, or however many years it is to today. And I just see he was incredibly, incredibly uh, mentally tough and strong. Is that something you're trying to impart to your players who may be seeing all of this for the first time? They've heard about Jordan, obviously, but they never saw him play. Uh, what do the girls think about him? Um. You know, I I haven't we we didn't even discuss that today, but I I have to believe it is the talk of every social media outlet. It is the talk, other than COVID nineteen, about the, the greatest of of all time, it, it, Michael Jordan. So I can't not think about anything besides them having an incredible appreciation for what he's done for our game. I mean, he's inspired so many people. No one, you know, no one can do the things that Michael Jordan has done. But he's inspired so many people that I know because of him 
I reached a, a higher level of success in basketball because of because of the display of of, of talent that 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 he gave us. No, no doubt that is uh, inspiring words from you, and uh, you speak for a lot of people. What a what a role model on how to compete and and how to play this game. It's just fantastic. Well, Don, thank you so much uh, for taking time out uh, to chat with us. Uh, our congratulations, of course, on winning the Warner Ladder Coach of the Year and a very early happy birthday to you. Oh, well, thank you. It's a big birthday, too. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but thank you. Thank you, Bob. I, I really appreciate it. You got an incredible voice. You know, I could fall asleep to your voice. Soothing. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I can't wait. Yeah, super proud to, to be a, the Naismith Coach of the Year. And, and I promise you, if I could if I could crack that trophy open and, and, and give pieces to, to everybody that uh, that was a part of this successful season and the, the warranting of, of this award, I, I surely would share it with them um, with all of my heart. Well, we appreciate you. We cannot wait for this to be over so we can come to Columbia and, and do this, do it upright uh, with you and the staff and the players. So, Dawn, thanks again. Congratulations. Thank you. Dawn, thank you. And once again to you and the Gamecocks, our heartiest congratulations. We mentioned earlier, Dawn, a two-time winner at the University of Virginia as a player in 1991 and 1992 and adds her first Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year Award this year. Now, coming up next week, we have a special guest, a lady who is one of the great coaches and trailblazers in the women's game and a three-time Warner Ladder Naismith Women's Coach of the Year, the recently retired Muffet McGraw from Notre Dame. We'll be talking about her incredible career and sort of the way she surprised us all with the news that she was going to be stepping down as the head coach at Notre Dame. All of that coming up next week on a Trophy Life podcast. So until then, from Atlanta, this is Bob Rathbun saying so long.